0: So just so everybody remembers, we release certain words at certain times of the year. This uh, is a word, the date will be on the Saturday next weekend, so the 24th of August, falls on the Sabbath day uh, this year, (coughs) Um, which I believe is also just something to take note of, because there's a lot of emphasis on the patience of the saints and again entering the rest. Again, all victory that we are to um, gain in this uh, overcoming process will be out of rest. To the degree that we enter into His finished work and cease from our own works, to that degree we will have victory. Okay. So, Zechariah chapter 1, verse 7. On the 24th day of the 11th month, which is the month Shebat? in the second year of Darius. The word of the Lord came to Zechariah, the son of Barakiah, the son of Idu the prophet. I saw by night, and behold, a man riding on a red horse, and it stood among the myrtle trees in the hollow, and behind him were horses, red, sorrel, and white. Then I said, My Lord, what are these? So the angel who talked with me said to me, I will show you what they are. I'm going to quickly pause. We, last year we did explain a lot about what's happening here. <coughs> so, Almost was to the last ruin year. of
1: the year. Is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. So, so we just this year we're not getting into it because that is on record. So you can have a look at it. The, for those that don't remember or wasn't here, um, we count our um, here uh, so we we consider August to be the eleventh month and September to be the twelfth month, and so um, the Lord gave me personally a calendar that works according to this cycle, and um, it 's for each of you to decide to look at it as a possibility to see to keep up with the seasons of heaven, so there's A cycle that repeats itself every year. So we consider the 11th month to be this month. And so on the 24th we consider this phase or next phase or step in the prophecy chain to be active. Okay. Um, I will show you what they are. And the man who stood among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are the ones whom the Lord has sent to walk to and fro throughout the earth. So they answered the angel of the Lord, who stood among the myrtle trees and said, We have walked to and fro throughout the earth, and behold, all the earth is resting quietly. Then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, How long will you not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah, against which you were angry these seventy years? And the Lord answered the angel who talked to me with good and comforting words. So the angel who spoke with me said to me, Proclaim, saying thus, says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Jerusalem. So this year, a lot of the emphasis will be on this part from here on. Last year, a lot of the emphasis was on the fact that the Earth was resting quite and peacefully. (coughs) Usually over this time of the year, there's a global kind of uh, lull in things. Mm. Um, This year, there's a little bit more turmoil than usual, but no great wars has yet um, kind of sparked. There's definitely signs that it might happen. But there's unusually... Uh, there's unusual turmoil and mm-hmm. tumult upon the earth, but no, not something great and big. It's just, but, So the emphasis is, is more on this part. Okay. <clears throat> so the fact that the Lord answers comforting words, that's where we want to focus on. And then he says, I'm zealous for Jerusalem. And for Zion, with great zeal, I am exceedingly angry with the nations at ease, for I was a little angry, and they helped but with evil intent. So again, we remember this time of the year, the fact that the Lord has proclaimed, and He's proclaiming that He will return for Jerusalem, and He will return for restoration. So this is why... Uh, we have been brought into this cycle because we're coming to the season where the proclamation is repeated that He's returning, and He's returning with mercy and with grace, also with judgment, and that um, He will come to restore. Therefore thus says the Lord, I am returning to Jerusalem with mercy. My house shall be built in it, says the Lord of hosts. And the surveyor's line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. So we've just <laughs> connected. This is one of the chains in prof- the chain links in prophecy. So you see how this links to Revelation, links to Daniel, links to Ezekiel, Ezekiel links to Uzzi- links to Isaiah, links to the words of the Lord. So, <coughs> the, so this is where the chain links. So this refers directly to the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is a confirmation again of this. Um, Again proclaim saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, My cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion, and will again choose Jerusalem. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were four horns. And I said to the angel who talked with me, What are these? So he answered me, These are the horns that have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four craftsmen, and I said, What are these coming to do? So he said, These are the horns that scattered Judah, so that no one could lift up his head. But the craftsmen are coming to terrify them, to cast out the horns of the nation, of the nations that lifted up their horns horn against the land of Judah to scatter it. So can you quickly go to the Judah prophecy, please? So there's an emphasis also in the Spirit on Mark it (coughs) over. There is an emphasis uh, on on Judah, this part of Judah, because when um, he speaks here about Judah's people that's been scattered. Did has significance? Can we mm. just look at the prophecy and explain okay. it?
1: So um, I'm ref- we're referring now to Genesis chapter 49, where Jacob prophesies over his sons. So it says, And Jacob called his sons and said, Gather together, that I may tell you what shall befall you in the last days. Now we're not going to read all of them, I'll just read Judah's for us.
0: So please pay attention if you look at what, how the Lord has been communicating to us over the last few weeks. He is continuously pointing us towards understanding His return. <coughs> also, um, again reminding us to, to be watchers, to be watchful for His return, to hasten His return. Now, <coughs> these words of Jacob and his actions are a prophetic picture. So we know that the Lord comes together to together these people. Um, here all the seed are represented by the twelve sons and of course the two grandsons and uh, of course Jacob is Israel <clears throat> and he says to them, gather together and listen so that I can tell you what will befall you in the last days. And so this is again one of those great prophetic moments and will start to unfold. The way that he prophesies over them, he prophesies over the d- uh, different dynamic that will be seen w- in, the, in the unfolding of all the seed bloodlines. And so if you go home and just look at the other prophecies over the other sons, it's not that positive. Okay, so just go read again, you'll see. So this is not a prophecy only over them and their descendants. This prophecy stretches all the way to the last day. Okay. Okay, but I'm only going to
1: read Judas. Okay, from verse 8 to verse 12. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He bows down. He lies down as a lion and as a lion who shall rouse him. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. Binding his donkey to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk.
0: Did you hear? So he's not prophesying over Judah, his son. He's he's prophesying Messiah. (coughs) He's prophesying (coughs) very clearly. How wonderful that he's looking at the whole triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He's looking at the coming Messiah. So when he's speaking about all his father's sons will bow down before him, so what is he talking about? So yes, the Messiah is the oldest brother, and all the father's other children will bow down before him. So next week we are going to look at that dynamic, in the book of Revelation as well, where we're going to look at when and how does it come that all, every knee, bow, and what's the significance of that event um, in the end of the day. So, so we already see the prophecy here, a huge link in the big chain of prophecy. Okay, so now in this prophecy in Zechariah, we see that there's an emphasis placed on that which pertains judah so when you read judah yeah, here you read mm. historic judah but it's more a prophecy about messiah and these people okay <clears throat> now where was i um then ready? i raised my eyes
1: i think you finished
0: uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <coughs> to then I raised my eyes and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. So I said, where are you going? Again, book of Revelation. And he said to me, to measure Jerusalem, to see what, it, what is its width and what is its, is its length. And there was the angel who talked with me going out, and another angel was coming out to meet him who said to him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, because of the multitude of men and livestock in it. For I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. All the way back to the book of Revelation. So in this season, and in this phase of the yearly prophetic cycle, uh, it 's a very clear um, a reminder and um, confirmation from the lord 's side prophetically every time this year uh, of his return and we know that next month in the month of September we will pre- be preparing for the present presenting of our lives uh, presenting as his children uh, of our requests and um, we will, at the end of the month, then uh, go into a complete uh, phase of rest, ending off the year, and we will um, see how the books are opened, balanced for this year. And so there's a yearly um, settling also of the accounts. Um, we share uh, as a fellowship. Uh, a uh, symbolic book, if I can put it like that. So although I can present in each year for certain advances, uh, certain promises, and it could be granted, our interaction together could cause some of the promises to move on to the next year, and we could actually we could gain more or lose more according to how we walk it out together mm. so in some areas we will gain some areas we won't and it all balances out and then we look at next year's um so our, our walking together and our lives together will definitely influence and affect each other's advances and lives in small ways okay um just Let's go back to Judah briefly and um, just have a look at um The four horns have scattered Judah and uh, we are just now in the prophecy process through the script heading towards the actual return of the Lord in the thousand year reign. And so just before that he's talking about the four craftsmen. And so the scattered seed uh, is brought together and that which have been causing it to scatter. Um, There is a dynamic from the Lord's side, so something from the Lord's side is going to come against that which causes the seed to scatter, which causes us to struggle to come together and to form unity and to form a body. So somewhere in the end time process, the four craftsmen come and comes against the four horns that have been causing the effect that we cannot come into unity and agreement. And so, um, just take note of that. Okay. Up, up, flee from the land of the north, says the Lord. For I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven, says the Lord. Up Zion, escape you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. Okay, so here the Lord says that he has also caused the scattering of the seed of his remnant (coughs) Um, and so this is I want to place emphasis he says up up so there's a time uh, in prophecy where it's time to rise up and I believe we are definitely seeing the first little bits of movements of the rising up Um, flee from the land of the north And again, we're back at the prophecy of Daniel. So take that into account. Says the Lord, for I have spread you abroad like the four winds of heaven. Says the Lord, up Zion, escape you who dwell with the daughter of Babylon. For thus, says the Lord of hosts, he send me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. For surely I will shake my hand against them, and they shall become spoiled for their servants. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For behold, I am coming, I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day. Okay, Please take note of many nations will be joined to the Lord in that day. Um, this is going to feature very strongly in some of the other studies that we will do and uh, take note of it. It's a specific occasion and event. It's also a marker, prophetic marker. And they shall become my people. So obviously it's referring to the fulfilled covenant that we're currently walking out, the time of the fulfilled covenant. But there's a culmination or a a ripening of of this word. And I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. Can you read Hebrews 1? So we saw here that Judah was um, <coughs> representing Messiah and the seed, one man.
1: Okay, so we read a while back from Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, the New King James translation in verse 8 says, For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. But then we saw that there are other translations, including just the King James, that actually translated the name as Jesus. Uh, which is evidence of the fact that Joshua, the original spelling and translation of Joshua and what we now know is the transliteration of Jesus, was the same. That's why they could interchange it. So they're not deciding on different people, it was the same, it was the same name.
0: So we've spoken about this, that they changed the name of Joshua Mm -hmm. uh, around the time of the Babylon era because of various reasons and so his original name was Yahushua. Okay. Then he showed me Yahushua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan, standing at his right hand, (coughs) oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now now he's speaking about the whole body, Mm -hmm. the salvation body. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he on sudden spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they put the clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord stood by.
1: Can I just pause? Mm the turban obviously being the thing that's underneath the crown.
0: That's right. Then the angel of the Lord admonished uh, Joshua saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, (coughs) you will walk in my ways, if if you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house. And likewise have charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you, for they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch, for behold the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon the stone are seven eyes. Okay, we're also back at uh, in the book of Revelation, where um the Lord has the seven eyes, that is the seven spirits, uh, the seven spirits of spirits of God that goes back and forth on the earth. Um Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord of Hosts, and I will remove the inequity of that land in one day. In that day, says the Lord of Hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his victory. On (coughs) Thursday evening we can look a little bit more at the rest of it, but um, can I ask that if you have some time during the week, (laughs) meditate on this and just have a look at it again.
1: Just until the end of Mm. chapter six.
0: Yeah.